Right to be read podcast episode number 151. Interview with Summer Nektarov. Do you want to save time, avoid all the intimidating and frustrating details of book publishing and publish your book in three weeks? If yes, then head on over to www.publishtobered.com and let's turn you into a published author. Published to be read, your one step from draft to published book. You are listening to the Right to be Read podcast and this is your host, Ani Alexander. Hey, hey there everyone. This is Ani Alexander and as always uh, today too, I will try to inspire and encourage you with yet another episode of the Right to be Read podcast. I hope you're doing great. I hope your writing projects are moving forward. I've been having quite a long time of procrastination and unproductive days and I haven't done much in terms of writing i have to admit so i'm trying to back on track i will see what works best for me for that and i will share you the tips that were the most effective for now i don't really have a magic solution for now i'm trying a few things and i will select the ones that worked best and share it with you later on as for today today we will be having another interview today we will be having a fiction writer over i will be talking to summer nektarov summer is a 24 year old writer from chicago He's the author of 19 books and counting, and though he's written everything from poetry to literary fiction, he's currently couched in the swords and shields of fantasy. So let's dive into that interview and see how come a 24-year-old has already 19 published books. Hello there, Summer. Welcome to the Right to be Right podcast. Yeah, thanks a ton for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Well, it's really nice. We don't have many fiction authors over to the podcast somehow. I don't know. I don't do this on purpose, but it happens so that nonfiction authors are more keen to give out interviews and are more... Well, I hope I can... (laughs) I hope I can uh, represent us well today. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sure you will. So uh, it's nice. It's a nice change for once in a while to have uh, fiction authors over uh, because uh, I personally think that getting successful as self-published author in fiction seems to be uh, harder than in nonfiction. Do you agree with that? Yeah, that's that's definitely what I've seen because it's a lot easier to market for nonfiction mm-hmm. uh, with keywords, things like that. Um, readers are, I mean, they're always looking for new books with fiction as well. Uh, but for nonfiction, I mean, if you're writing about business, things like that, they go through trends and people are always looking for the next big thing. Whereas, I mean, with fiction, if you're reading fantasy, you'll just be going back through the greats first, like um, George R. R. Martin or uh, The Lord of the Rings or things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. So what brought you to fiction, to writing fiction? That's a good question. So I started out, uh, I'm 24, I'm a, I'm a senior in college right now, and I started out as, um, I was majoring in mathematics and astrophysics and I decided 
I had enough of that after my first year, and then I took time off and started studying a variety of different things. And I had always been writing, but it had been more nonfiction, um, philosophy-related things. And after I went through biology and um, chemistry and all those sorts of things, I I ended up with English, and I started writing my first um, short stories and poetry. And then from there, it became books, and that's when I started publishing. Okay, well, interesting. Uh, most of the people I know who are writing novels right now uh, also started from poems and short stories. So I guess mm -hmm. it's like, you know, the, the logical thing that goes on with, with many of us. So uh, Yeah, it's funny. It's funny. I, um, I took a class this past semester on Ernest Hemingway and uh, F. Scott Fitzgerald, mm -hmm. and they both um, started out as poets or wanting to be poets and then... I guess, failed as poets and then became prolific um, fiction writers. Yeah. It's funny because they're like the most famous writers in the United States. We were lucky they didn't become poets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so let's, uh, I mean, now I, I have to dive into this because it's, it's very impressive. You mentioned that you're only 24. And, yeah. uh, and I also see that you have already published many books on Amazon. So let's let's just, you know, compare these two. Your age is 24 and you have how many books on Amazon? I think 19 right Nin now. 19. Okay. So yeah. the biggest challenge most of the writers are having these days, uh, and I did a survey recently, just, you know, a few days ago, I sent out a survey to my listeners, uh, and most of them are writers. So uh, one of the biggest challenges that they are having is finding time to write. So l let's talk about this a little bit. How are you managing your time? Because you're obviously very prolific writer, and and uh, your uh, your book output like level is really really high. So let's see what's your secret there. Yeah, I I don't know if the the secret is so much time management as it is um, just the amount I'm able. The amount I'm able to force myself to work every day, because unlike a lot of beginning authors, I I feel like they have full time jobs, which I don't. Uh, I'm just a student, so I'm able to get um, that time in every day. Although there are there are a number of things that I do, like um, I don't have internet at my apartment, and it's not because it's like too expensive or anything like that. It's just because I know that if I have internet in my apartment, I can easily spend like hours every day using it. Uh -huh. um, I don't, I don't have cable either, but, uh, so like, I mean, if I need to go use internet, like right now I am at the university library in like a private room. So there are a lot of little things like that. Like I don't, I keep, when I go to bed, I turn my phone onto airplane mode. So I'm not getting internet and then I don't turn it on until I've finished all my work in the morning. Okay. So well, yeah. I, I think... Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. <laughs> oh, I was just going to say, I mean, I think a lot of the time management stuff comes from making your life revolve around writing, in a sense, so that your everyday habits, the things you do regularly, are more conducive to having a better writing output. 
Okay, so you're, you're basically eliminating all distractions that get on the way to make sure that you write as much as you want to. Yeah, absolutely that. Okay, I see. So, I mean, I, I, I'm just trying to sort of recall the college years because it was so far far away, like <laughs> it's been a while. But uh, when I'm recalling those years, I mean, h- how are people actually reacting to you being a writer and spending so much time writing? Uh, because I'm sure, you know, there are loads of other things that usually people in that age are preferring to do. Right. Well, it's actually, it's not as big a deal as I would, as I thought beforehand or would have expected. Um, certainly people like get pissed off at me when I don't respond to my email until like four or 5 PM or I don't respond to text messages or anything like that. And there are definitely times where like class is canceled and I'll just show up and <laughs> I like won't know. So there are definitely downsides, but I mean, I generally work, uh, I write between five and eight hours a day. So if I get up at nine and I start writing and I also go to my classes, I'm usually done by like five or 6 PM because I don't have those other distractions. Uh, and then I can go do everything other college students do. <laughs> so, I mean, if that's sports or going to parties or whatever. Okay, so so you you combine those two, which is great because you know, uh, yeah. I, I mean, um, some writers sort of you know prefer to be closed in a cage and write, we, which is yeah. <laughs> not maybe the best way to do that. But yeah, it's it's nice to 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 have this balance and to to gain the life experience to transform them into it might be too early in the show to get all spiritual and new agey on you but i i mean i write my i mean like my main goal in life is to be happy and i write because it makes me happy but i think i mean yeah you need that balance so on the one hand i like i spend basically the first half of my day um writing so i get that deep sense of like satisfaction because I feel like my work is meaningful, and then I spend the rest of the day um, trying to be social, um, reading for pleasure, like doing those sorts of things, so I have that balance. Okay, I see. So uh, let's talk about your books. What what genre are they, and are you writing in series since you have so many? Yeah, so I started out writing, um, like we said, like short stories and also some poetry. I wrote a literary novel. But since then, I've almost exclusively been writing fantasy uh-huh. for a couple reasons. I like bouncing around genres because my goal is to be, I mean, as well-rounded a writer as I can be. And I see that each genre sort of has specific elements that uh-huh. are more important and more valued. And plot, I think, is one of the harder things to get to do well. Uh-huh. So that's one of the reasons I'm focusing on fantasy because it's so plot-centric. And then the other reason is that I want to build an audience uh, and I want to sell a lot of books um, so I can have more freedom in the future. And it seemed like publishing fantasy or genre fiction in general was a better path of getting there than writing experimental poetry that like two people in the world are ever going to read. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I see what you mean. So, um, I mean, since you touched a little bit uh, the sales part of the things, so let, mm-hmm. let's, t- I mean, if you don't mind, let's talk about the book sales. Uh, mm-hmm. How, 
let, let's start from the beginning for this story in this, in this case. Like, you wrote your very first book uh, and you decided to self-publish it straight away or you were debating between whether you should get a literary agent and go to the traditional route? No, I've never um, been dead set on the traditional route. At my, the first book I wrote, um, like I mentioned, I took time off from school where I was studying a variety of things um, at, because I, I wasn't sure which direction I wanted to go in. And when I came to, to study English, I decided like the best way to really get the, the experience of being a writer was to write a book. So I, I wrote the first one not intending for it to be a career. Mm -hmm. And my intention all along was definitely to self-publish it. Okay, I see. So uh, l let's talk about your very first experience. You wrote this book, uh, you self-published that. Did you know how to do that or you figured it out? I mean, what was your path from from finishing your book until it started selling? Right. So I'd say that as I was writing it, I was listening to a lot of self-publishing podcasts and I was also reading online about how it works. So I learned about CreateSpace and Kindle Direct Publishing and um, iTunes, all those things. And I did that while I was writing. Mm -hmm. So then afterwards, once I'd finished it, uh, I pretty much went straight to publishing it. Okay. So were you from those who, after publishing the book, were sitting there and checking out the dash sales dashboard and refreshing it over and over again? Yes, I was, I was definitely one of those people. Okay, so what did you see in the first few days when you were refreshing that? Yeah, that's a great question. I sold nothing except uh, my family and friends at first. Okay, so that that's what happens with most of us, I guess. So, mm -hmm. yeah. and, and we re we all react differently. I mean, I know people who have been so discouraged by seeing that that uh they are thinking about whether they should continue self-publishing or not and there are some others who who are ready for this because they know that that's how everything starts so what was your reaction and how did you proceed from there well i think that going into the process going into the publishing process i was i wasn't expecting to sell any but i think like everybody else i had like a one percent one percent of me was expecting that all of a sudden like oprah would get it and it would just like <laughs> become the biggest book like in 20 years or something like that so a, a very a very small part of me was upset but i think i think the biggest thing that helps me and would help authors in a similar position is going into it and under understanding that you're writing to write um, because you find it fulfilling and not because you need to sell books to get a sense of validation. Okay. So yeah, like l lately even, I haven't checked my sales for probably like three or four weeks. Um, and I notice every now and then when I do that, that I just feel a lot better. Um, it's a lot easier to write every day. I don't get stressed out as much and I can focus on the writing and why I do it in the first place. Okay, yeah, I see. So uh, are your books only on Amazon or on other platforms as well? They are on other platforms. Um, my first few books are also on Kobo and uh, Barnes and Noble. Um, I also have some of them on iTunes and Google. But I've 
sell them pretty much exclusively through Kindle. Okay, I see. So we have spoken on this podcast a lot with different writers about how important it is that these days you can't really get away without marketing your books and that the author should specifically be involved in most of those processes. So how are you approaching that part of the thing? Right, that's, um, I, I agree with that 100%. I think there's so much, there are so many books coming out uh, like so many, it's almost hard to believe how many people are writing books that if you're not spending a lot of time or at least some very targeted time marketing, you're not going to get anywhere. By and large, the way that I've found to best get my books out there, because I mean the goal is to have people your book in people's hands, but 100% the best way of doing that is giving away your books for free. Uh, I generally use Reddit for that, if you know what Reddit is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so I use Reddit for that, and I've had a lot of good results with it. Um, otherwise, I use um, Twitter uh, a lot, and I'm starting to use Instagram more and more. But by and large, uh, I market mainly through Amazon, because I find that for the amount of effort I put in, um, I get a much better return Reddit than anywhere else. Okay, I see. So, so how are you using those platforms that you mentioned? Like you have picked up the ones that uh, work for you. I mean, you're not absolutely on mm-hmm. every social media. So you have picked up specifically the ones you are using. Uh, so how did you end up choosing them? And uh, if you could tell like approximately how you are approaching each one, because I'm sure that the the way you deal with every channel is different. Yeah, absolutely. So with Reddit, um, Reddit is sort of complicated for people that aren't familiar with how it works. And it's hard to describe exactly, but it's sort of a community that has different web pages for various interests. So there'll be like a page for fantasy readers and there'll be a page for horror readers, or there might even be 10 for each of those. And what I'll do is if I have an Amazon promo going on or something like that, I'll just post a link um, with my book's title and an image and the blurb um, and how they can get it. And I've generated uh, like thousands of free downloads um, per day just from doing that. So that, that's pretty much the extent of how I use Reddit. Um, occasionally I'll do an AMA, which is um, when people can ask you questions and you'll answer, and it's a good way to relate to readers. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as giving away books or selling books, I don't think Instagram and Twitter are as good for that. I use it a little differently uh, because having a presence, like a follower count, um, is it sort of sets a path for getting interviews and meeting new people and showing some sort of status that you have that you have an audience. Okay, I see. So you mentioned getting interviews. Uh, How are you approaching that media coverage that you might need as an author? Yeah, that's a good question. I found that the biggest takeaway I've gotten 100% again, I'm saying 100%, 100% of the time, uh, but is getting 
referrals from people that you've already done an interview with. So, for instance, to get this interview, I I talked with AC Fuller, an author we both know, um, and that's paved the way for a lot of other interviews that I've done and do and am doing. Generally speaking, uh, doing cold approach, approaching people cold that you don't know and just sending them emails, it's a lot harder to get an interview if they haven't heard of you. But once again, that's where the Instagram and follower count comes from, um, your reviews on Goodreads and Amazon, because the more things you have like that that you can point to, the, e- the easier it's going to be for you to get interviews because people see that you have status and you'll provide value to their listeners. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, agree. So have you uh, noticed any tendencies like, you know, let's say you're on someone's podcast and do does it affect any of the metrics you're getting? Like, I don't know, uh, visits to your website or book sales or anything. Do you, do you see the direct effect of being on media? Yes, I do. It's not... It's not huge, again, but I definitely will get spikes in Twitter followers and Instagram followers, um, free book downloads. There are a lot of books that I've written that I don't necessarily market. Uh, I mainly market the fantasy books, but if I'm on a podcast, like I was on AC Fuller's podcast, and I mentioned a book I wrote about experimental poetry um, and I sell one of those books very rarely, and like that day I sold a few of them because I guess a few listeners were interested. So I, I definitely do notice some spikes from the interviews. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see. So what is the biggest, I mean, since the biggest challenge for many writers is not your biggest challenge, apparently, <laughs> and we covered that part. <laughs> so what's the biggest challenge for you? The biggest challenge for me is... I, I say that I don't look at my sales, uh, but it's, and I, I try not to for this very reason. It, it is that it is discouraging when you're not putting up the numbers that you want because, and we all, I mean, we seek that external validation that I was talking about earlier. And regardless of whether or not your core readers really love your books or you love your books, you, you're always, you always end up chasing more. Um, no matter how much you sell. So it's uh, my biggest challenge is making sure that I'm focused on the writing more than I'm focused on the sales. Okay, yeah, I see. So uh, how uh, easy it is for you since you're, you're like writing nonstop and you're putting out so many books one after another, how easy it is for you to actually come up with the idea and to be clear about how you're going to write that book. I mean, the the major idea and then the plotting approach and all that, you know, technical parts of creative writing, how, how easy it is for you and how you're approaching that. Yeah, I'd, I'd say that that is, one, again, one of the easier aspects for me. I've yet to sit down and not really have anything to write. And I think that, again, that comes from a mindset of, knowing that I'm writing for myself, generally speaking. And when I'm writing my first draft, I don't think about anybody else. Uh, I know that I can delete it if I have to. So I just sort of let myself go. I let myself write where the story takes me. And I know in the writing community, you talk about plotters and pantsers. Um, Pantsers being the people that 
don't necessarily have super heavy outlines before they start. And I'm definitely one of those people. So if I'm writing a 400,000-word book, I recently wrote a 400,000-word book in Middle English, um, an epic. And I didn't go back to the beginning until I'd finished the 400,000th word. And I look at that rough draft in a way as my outline because mm-hmm. I, I like to think of think of that as a more natural way for the plot to develop. And then I'll go all the way through it again and again and again, um, refining things and making sure it all links up. So how long did it take you to write a 400,000-word book? I think I was, uh, when I was drafting that book, I was probably writing like eight to 10,000 words a day. Wow. So, yeah. It, I mean, the editing process took a long time. So, I mean, it, I think it, I started in June and I finished towards the end of November. Okay. Well, that's, uh, yeah. I mean, uh, okay. You, you, <laughs> you write pretty fast. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, 400,000 word book is, I don't know, it, it, it sounds huge to me. Are, are you planning to sort of, you know, chunk it up or, or you will be just putting it the way it is? Big in one. Oh, it's been edited. It's already published. Oh, it is? Okay. Yeah, and and it's 400,000? Well, Create Space... Um, you know the platform you yeah. apparently you can only I learned this actually that you can only publish like a book that's 860 pages um, and 400,000 words is a good deal more than that so I ended up having to publish it in two separate volumes but yeah it's still it's like yeah it's about 400,000 words Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, how? I mean, I have to ask this because I'm very curious. I've heard that these days uh, readers don't really like very large books, so that's why I'm asking you. I mean, how how well is it doing? Do you do, do you see any re- compared to your smaller, well, shorter ones? Yeah, this book again is not a a great example because I this is another one that I don't market um, because it's in Middle English. It's more it's more there for people that are already a, they're, they're those core fans that I mentioned earlier. So it definitely sells far, far less than the other books. Um, the, the main series that I'm selling at this point is called The Book of Locke. And it's 10 books long, and each book is 50,000 words. And they sell because I've had a really good run of making the first book free and linking into the second, third, fourth book, etc., Okay, yeah, I see. So, uh, how are you promoting your free books when it's free? Do you do you use all those websites that provide this service, or you have something else that you can share us with? Right, Reddit is what I use Reddit. pretty much exclusively. I've looked into BookBub and some of the other thing, some of the other platforms, and I definitely intend to use them in the future. At the moment, though, I'm current. I'm releasing some mini series. Um, I wrote I wrote twelve thirty thousand word books, and there are four trilogies that take place in my fantasy world. But unfortunately, most of those paid advertising platforms only accept what they call full size novels that are over two hundred pages. So they do not want to promote the hundred twenty page novellas. Okay, yeah, I see. Well. Uh... 
what about uh, the ideas like where I mean especially fantasy it's not like you know something you come across every day in your everyday life so uh, right. where do you find your fresh ideas for new books sure I I'm a big fan of the genre which definitely helps because I'm always reading and thinking about what I like um, I I've taken some classes on mythology um so like all those old king arthur legends and with you living in the uk now i'm sure you'll hear all about that all the time uh -huh. um, but as i write i take i take a copious amount of notes i use scrivener uh -huh. and i know a lot of other writers do and it offers a lot of tools for um characters uh for like character sheets and um setting sheets where they give you things They give you qualities that you can note down so you can keep track of things. And I'm always writing down my ideas. And even if I'm not always referring back to them, they're definitely floating around. So there's not really like a straight up answer like, oh, this is where I got that idea or this is where I got that idea. They all sort of just come together from my readings and my random little thoughts. Okay, yeah. Do do you think that, I mean, since you said you're reading the genre, do you think that reading a specific genre and specific writers can affect your writing style? I do think that. I'm trying to think of some examples. Um, I Have you heard of American Psycho by Brett Easton Ellis? Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, well, I remember I... I'm, so I'm doing an English thesis for graduating, and I read that book while I was writing it. And one of the stories I came out with was like exactly American Psycho. So I definitely um, think that if I'm writing short stories in particular, they'll often reflect, at least on some level, what I'm reading. But when you're writing a novel um, that takes like a few months, and you're reading plenty of different books in that time time span. Um, it sort of gets evened out, but I'm also definitely conscious of it um, when I'm editing and reworking to make things my own. But at this point, I've written enough fantasy that um, the voice I'm using is definitely mine and not someone else's, whereas when you're beginning, it's a lot easier to emulate writers, I think. Okay. Well, uh, what's next for you? What kind of plans do you have? Do you plan to have a career of being full-time writer later on or you know writing will be something you will be doing all the time uh, but uh, you know as something else uh, with your full thing oh yeah I definitely intend to be a writer full-time uh, I'm getting close to the point where I can support myself 100% um, I'll probably after I graduate I'll probably get a part-time job for a little while But yeah, writing is definitely all that I want to do. Okay, I see. So in that case, let's resume everything by uh, your advice to those who want the same thing, who want to become full-time writers and transition, well, most probably from their full-time jobs to writing all the time. So what what is your advice? What is the best approach to, to look at this? Sure. Uh, speaking as someone that hasn't totally done it yet, I think that the, the biggest um, tip I've found, like the biggest mistake I've made in writing as far as getting sales goes is making books free and giving away free books when you're not 
um, providing a funnel for your readers to sort of fall into. So with that first book that I talked about, I made it free. I gave hundreds or thousands of them away. But then there was nowhere else for readers to go. Mm -hmm. And they probably just forgot all about me. But um, if you have, if you've already written a series and you have those second, third, fourth, fifth books um, ready to go, then and you the first book free and you provide that funnel for people, that's a quick way to boost your sales a lot. But unfortunately at this point where, I mean, you can't count on coming out with a Game of Thrones um, and becoming like a millionaire, like a flash in a pan, you've got to be writing a lot and putting out a lot of entry points for readers to come in to this funnel that you're creating. So that's why I'm writing all these um, little mini-series and things like that, because that provides a lot of places for people to jump in and fall into my my little spider web of fantasy. Okay, I see. Well, clear. Well, thank you very much for coming over. Uh, thanks for sharing your expertise. And, uh, you know, I, I wish that you get where you want to be in the future. Thank you so much. I had, it was really fun to be on your show. Well, it seems that's all I had for you today. I'm off to beat and fight back the procrastination. I'm off to hopefully do some productive work today. For to you, I wish a very uh, interesting period of fruitful writing. And I hope that you will be back for the next episodes because I already have a bunch of interviews recorded waiting for you. Take care. Bye. Do you want to save time, avoid all the intimidating and frustrating details of book publishing, and publish your book in three weeks? If yes, then head on over to www.publishtobered.com and let's turn you into a published author. Published to be read, your one step from draft to published book.